Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, a lot to get to. This is kind of embarrassing, really. Uh, yeah, more more than embarrassing. I mean, it's a sign of the mental decline of the president of the United States. Joe Biden spoke this morning to kick off the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health, and it didn't go well. Here's, here's the part that seems to be making the most news. Okay. I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative... Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. He's referencing Representative Jackie Walorski. And you notice he he bailed on the last name because he didn't know how to pronounce it. Right. Um, She's a Republican or was a Republican from Indiana. She was supposed to be part of this group, but she died in a car crash at the beginning of August. That (gasps) head-on collision. I mean, a tragic story. Yes. Covered. He put out a statement mourning her death. Yes, he did. Yes. yes, he did. They, dude, they had today a video tribute of Jackie Walorski because she was a big part of the team that wanted to get this effort off the off of the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's the crazy Holy thing. Holy cow! Here's the crazy thing. None of us are surprised no. that that just happened. No. And what does that tell you? The president is senile. Yes, and everyone knows it. That but is it's just such, become that a normal the, thing to us. That is a great take at, right there because you're right. I, I see it today. I'm like, yep, there we, here we go again. You know, yeah, this just this happens every day. Yes, with this guy, it happens every day. Somebody's dead. He sends them condolences through the mail from the office of. Yes, signs the letter, and then asks if she's there or not. Dude. But again, legacy media won't pay attention to no. this. It's like, how do you let that slide? No, it's, I well, mean, Trump spells Kofevi and everybody loses <laughs> their mind, remember? <laughs> Senile, he's, he's mentally ill, yeah. you know, all this right. stuff. Yeah. yeah, he walked down a this, ramp awkwardly one time, and right. that was a sign that he had Parkinson's or something. His hand was shaking when yeah. he had water. Remember that one? That yeah. was another one. Yeah. Yes, and at the same time, we have... I mean, I don't need to say it. You already know it. Major things going on in the world. And right now, one of the big questions is, man, Nord Stream 2, what happened? Was the United States responsible for what happened there? Was Biden a part of this? So we asked that question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's in charge of a lot of stuff. And at the same time. Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was going to be here. Yes, this is insanity, man. It really and is. If she is there, that's headline news. Right. Well, well yeah, yes. it is. Yeah. Well, remember he told the dude to stand up? Oh, yeah. It was in a wheelchair? In a wheelchair. Yeah. So, uh, we're all standing for you, and he tried to save it? Stand up. I haven't heard the rest of that clip yet. He said, well, well, she's here in spirit. I have no idea how you cover for that. Do you think his staffers were drawing straws as to who was going to tell him? Yesterday? Oh, I, I, or today. Yeah, I, or today? I, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know if they even tell him. I think it's just one of those things you just let it go. 
because he never even covered for it. He was just like, oh, yeah, I, I think she wasn't going to be here, and then move on. Okay, well, someone has to ask about this at some point in time. You would think. And then we'll see how that's answered. Holy well, Jean-Claude Pierre Van Damme Dude. is uh, today. Is, yeah, right. You probably could ask the question. It'll be, well, there was a mistake made, but let me tell you about these prescription prices of right. these seniors. For- <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's all eyes on Peter Ducey right now to see oh, if he'll oh, ask yes. about that. Hey, why did the to. president look for a congresswoman who's been dead for almost two months? And why does it have to be Ducey? Are you telling me there's not someone from ABC or CBS? That is well, the least bit see, curious. Yeah. Really? Where's Jackie? I, I didn't think she, she was going to be here. How, how much do you want to bet that if she is asked about it, the White House press secretary says it's because he has a stutter? Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> well, they can't do that. Joe, being a Catholic, believes in eternal life. And he was... <laughs> We are all wanted to know if she was there in spirit. <laughs> right, exactly. That's all he meant by that. What? My goodness, man. Okay, so that'll be talked about today. Meanwhile, uh, climate change is causing the hurricanes, especially Hurricane Ian, that's bearing down no, on Florida. No, it's not. What I was told by legacy media that that's what is causing this. <laughs> yeah, CNN's Don Lemon has been on a roll when it comes to dunking on himself. He was interviewing uh, Jamie Rome, the director of NOAA's National Hurricane Center, talking about Hurricane Ian, and uh, he tried to make this about climate change while this meteorologist, you know, the expert, was trying to give out information about how bad this storm could be. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us what this is and what effect climate change has on this phenomenon? Well, we can come back and talk about climate change uh, at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. (laughs) Yeah. Can you, can you say what this is? So, well, it's a hurricane, Don. It's a, it's a hurricane. See, that happens sometimes from you know time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes on to explain what the storm is doing, how he thinks the intensification is pretty much done. But Don wants to circle back because obviously this is climate change, and we need to talk about it. Okay. Uh, so listen, I just I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what what effect does climate change have on this? phenomenon that that is happening now because it seems these storms are intensifying that's the question i don't think you can link climate change to any one event on the whole on the cumulative uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse uh, but uh, to link it to any one event um, i I would caution against that okay well uh, listen i grew up there and these storms are intensifying something is causing them to intensify they're not intensifying actually (laughs) okay got it you grew up there got it and, and, you know, that's the thing. Every time you hear something like that, and, you know, and, and Don Lemon's not the only one. I mean, he get, he has the marching orders from whoever is sending out the talking points. And, and you know, he's a good little soldier for the left. And he'll, he'll say, you know, oh, yeah, this is obviously climate change. But NOAA, uh, which actually does study this, says maybe there's a link between stronger storms, however... There is no evidence that storms are actually getting more frequent and more powerful. Now, you may see more devastation, but that's not because of any imbalance in the, in the climate. It's because of uh, rapid urbanization. It's because there are massive cities on the coast that keep growing all the time because people want to live there. So climate denier David no, Van do, Camp. This is from NOAA. There is, from their actual website, look it up yourself. They said, well, you know, maybe we kind of maybe sort of think there might be some connection here, but 
Uh, this is from their website. We conclude that the historical Atlantic hurricane data at this stage do not provide compelling evidence for a substantial greenhouse warming-induced century-scale increase in the frequency of tropical storms, hurricanes, or major hurricanes, or in the proportion of hurricanes that become major hurricanes. In other words, n- there's no evidence we can't definitively actually say that storms are getting worse, much less due to climate change. Well, we all know Noah is staffed by a bunch of white nationalists. Right. And- <laughs> yeah, they no. need to take their marching orders like the CDC. Right. right. I mean... It- the scientists at NOAA are saying there isn't evidence to support this, and yet because Al Gore put it on his stupid documentary uh, several years ago, everybody just takes it as gospel. Yes, it was like the sleight of hand sometimes, just throwing it in a sentence like the Today Show did a few weeks ago, if you remember. I think that was either because of the heat or it was a drought. No, and it, it, it was flooding in Dallas-Fort Worth. Oh, flooding. Yeah. Brought on by climate change. Yeah. yeah. Just said it. <laughs> yeah. There's no evidence of that. And again, weather is not climate. Yeah, you need to get the memo out to people on that, David, because the networks don't understand that. They're having a hard time. Meanwhile, another story out there, and David, you have this. This was a piece on sex offenders? Yeah, Vice News did a uh, piece on sex offenders reentering society after they've served their prison terms. It was was supposed to be a, a sympathetic look at this and uh the way this rolls out i just want to play a little portion of it as they're talking to one of these guys who is hopeful about the future and the way this ends is just art to me okay roll it we all out here in this world and we all got to make it happen and ain't nothing stopping me so like i'm very hopeful and confident After this interview, Ashif sent a picture of his penis to our producer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very hopeful about the the future. After this interview. (laughs) I couldn't help myself. I knew if you just saw it. You would be defenseless against my power. <laughs> what? Is, I'm surprised they actually included that. That is hilarious. Yeah, I know. That's that's just that's high comedy, isn't it, dude? If that was a Chappelle skit, right. we'd all be laughing because that's where that comes from. <laughs> but it's reality. The guy was way ahead of his time. Unbelievable. Thank you for that. Okay, you know who could help negotiate a peace deal with Russia? Well, Putin's buddy, of course. Big D. No. The Trumpster. Really? We'll get to that. Did he say that? We will get to that and much more coming up right here. The Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, there is one guy that could negotiate a peace deal with Russia. That's Putin's buddy. He. I well, thought you were going to say Dennis Rodman. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I did. Him, well, too. Well, yeah. he's working on getting Brittany Griner released, I think. That's so, right. Okay. That's you know, right. You can't, you can't be everywhere all at once. You can't spread yourself that thin, else nothing really gets done. That's true. Um, but, yeah, Donald Trump has asked to help. Wow. And this is in reaction to the Nord Stream 1 pipeline uh, being sabotaged, they say. This big pipeline taking gas into Europe has been... Uh, Someone, something happened to it. Uh, someone blew it up. No one really knows exactly who did it. 
whether it was, you know, Russia doing a kind of false flag deal, whether it was the United States, I, I guess, escalating tensions with Russia and Europe. I, I, I don't really see the strategy in that. But again, we're not exactly dealing with Mensa members with this White House. So who knows? Um, you know, there was some speculation that maybe a, a, a emissaries of a Middle Eastern country would have done this to try to drive mm-hmm. up the price of their energy supply. It, who knows what happened? Donald Trump wants to get this handled, though. Uh, he posted on his uh, Truth Social platform, U.S. quote-unquote leadership should remain cool, calm, and dry on the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. This is a big event that should not entail a big solution, at least not yet. The Russia-Ukraine uh, catastrophe should never have happened and would definitely not have happened if I were president. Do not make matters worse with the pipeline blow-up. Be strategic. Be smart. Brilliant. Get a negotiated deal done now. Both sides need and want it. The entire world is at stake. I will head up group? Question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) Well, we've got Tony Blinken. What, what, What else do we need? This guy can't negotiate his way out of a paper bag. Is one of my top five lines from Trump of all time. You know, trying to figure out who did this. I mean, I don't think any of us are going to try to pretend to be military experts, but you try to bring common sense to any sort of situation to try to figure things out. And more times than not, it figures out that way. Why would it make sense for Putin to do this as a false flag? Mm. Well, like I suppose to win some sort of sympathy, like they're they're sabotage. I mean, I don't know with who. That doesn't make sense. I don't know. It makes more sense for the United States to have done it. But well, they say, well, it's it's a false flag. But again, I, I I don't know any of this is true. I don't know what's true and what isn't. When they're saying it's a possible false flag, it would be. So then Russia could retaliate in any sort of yeah. way, and they would get their own people behind that, right? right. Okay, except you're sabotaging yourself. Because from the way I understand it, who's most upset by this? The oligarchs. Mm -hmm. But if it's for the greater good... Do you think the oligarchs care so much about the greater good? but, But remember, a lot of the wealthy people, especially in the oil and gas industry in Russia, are coming down with a weird case of falling out of windows. That's happening too. Yes. So trying to make sense, okay, who does this benefit yeah. in the end? I, I mean, it, you could make the argument that, that Putin does actually benefit from it because, you know, they're talking about cons- uh, conscription. They're talking about drafting uh, all young men basically to go and fight for mm-hmm. Mother Russia. And you blow up something like this, and suddenly you, you can make the argument that the West is out to get you. But wouldn't you do that before you actually call for the draft and have... Thousands of people fleeing the country. Might not have been all that well thought out. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't think that would be the reaction. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's hard to figure out, and it's hard to know who to believe. Yeah. Even what media sources to believe. You just, you really don't know. Um, have you heard how fixable this even is? That I don't I mean, understand. How fixable is this? I mean, you, I, I, I the don't way I know. understand it, it was fortified with cement. Yeah. 
That's why it yeah. took the you know underwater explosion of that magnitude to disrupt it. Mm -hmm. And obviously the people that did it knew what they were doing. So I don't think it's just an easy fix. Yeah. And then if it was somebody really concerned about the environment, well, you got methane, you know, <laughs> like crazy going mm -hmm. up into the atmosphere. So who knows, man? Well, I guess we'll know in the end, maybe. In the end, that could be 10 years from oh. now. It could be 10 days. You don't know. We'll never really know. I think okay. it was Alec Baldwin, personally. <laughs> just to change the conversation, yeah. <laughs> the old national conversation. Um, I did see this story and thought it was interesting. The White House is going to hire minority nutritionists to serve communities of color. Hmm. Did you hear that at all? No, I have not. Okay. Um, and all I can figure is, I think you're getting at, well, you have, you know, obesity issues in, you know, different parts of society. To me, it's all parts of society. But they want to hire more minority nutritionists to improve, as they say, the weight of the nation. And the report says a more diverse healthcare workforce would better serve communities of color, which suffer from higher rates of food insecurity and diet-related disease. Okay, this doesn't make sense. Is it food insecurity or is it obesity? Do we have a double-prong problem here? Because it, what we're told most of the time, it's obesity. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, man, I can't think, but this is nothing but racism. Aren't you basically saying, okay, there, there's a certain group of people that don't understand nutrition and what food is bad for you and what right. food is good for you. Guarantee you most people know the food that they eat is probably not good for them and they don't care because it tastes good or mm -hmm. it's convenient. I, don't, the, I know diabetes has a higher rate in minority communities. Percentage-wise. And why is that? Because of diet. A lot of it. And so oh, there's, there's genetics, genetics, actually, in that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, I mean, everything has to be under the umbrella of race. Right. People are getting tired of well, that. Yeah. Okay. Something else to get to. Joe Biden forgot a person was dead. <laughs> Next. <laughs> The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, a millennial, and a sexy baby boomer. Mm -hmm. Okay, climate change is causing all the bad weather. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's crazy seeing media just regurgitate this time and time again, specifically with hurricanes, because even uh, NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, mm -hmm. says there's really no evidence for that that climate change is, is making storms more frequent or worse. But Al Roker thinks so, so who cares what I, they say? Dude, NBC's Lester Holt covering uh, the Category 4 Hurricane Ian hitting Florida right now uh, just said it. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's obvious that it's climate change. Here he is. And Morgan, the, uh, the, the climate change, the warmer waters are also contributing to what we're witnessing. Yeah, we are seeing the, the rapid intensification of these storms. I, I'm reminded of uh, being in Lake Charles for Hurricane Laura, going to bed when it was a Category 2, waking up and it being a Category 4, uh, and witnessing uh, the intensity that it unleashed upon uh, the Lake Charles uh, community there. 
That was a Category 4 storm, almost just a few miles an hour shy of a Category 5. That's a very similar hurricane that what we're seeing within here. It does not need much more from a wind speed factor to be labeled a Category 5. Uh, that's something that nobody wants to see, and yet here we are. Uh, really having yet to see the worst of Ian, still hours away from that. So, so again, we don't just, know that. You, you just see it, or you just say it, and you're supposed to take it as gospel. And I just want to read again what Noah writes based on meta-analysis of study after study after study of okay. hurricanes and Atlantic storm activity. We conclude, I'm quoting, that the historical Atlantic hurricane data at this stage do not provide compelling evidence for a substantial greenhouse warming-induced century-scale increase in the frequency of tropical storms, hurricanes, or major hurricanes, or in the proportion of hurricanes that become major hurricanes. The other part is, if you read this, they have a, they have a lot of information. If you just look at, you know, just Google NOAA hurricane climate change, and you'll find their whole meta-analysis, and you can look at it for yourself. Because they say, well, this person says there may be a link here. But the other part is that if they say that potentially if the Atlantic waters actually get warmer, in the long term, it may decrease the number and intensity of storms in the Atlantic. Because there isn't that clash of extreme cold versus extreme warm. And <laughs> now, again, that may not be a good thing right. in the long term right. uh, for global weather patterns. But again... Climate is not weather. Weather is not climate. And so the idea that there are just more intense hurricanes being formed because of global warming is fake news. Yes, it is. And also the way it's presented to me is honestly far more nefarious. When you just say, and climate change is causing A, B, or C. Like, it's, you just stated as fact. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I'm going to present the argument of why this is happening. It's just, this, just you know, another sentence in the story brought on by climate change. Yeah. And subconsciously, the people that watch that crap all the time just believe it. Oh, yeah. Because you, you've been told it so many times. Well, it's fact. And then you try to reason with someone, you know, that's not exactly the truth. Well, what do you mean? It's, it's settled science. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not. And these outlets do it all the time. And I know some people think you're crazy when you repeat what Trump said years ago when he said legacy media, enemy of the people. Until it dawned on me, and I've told this story before, I'll make it short. I kept thinking, would a friend actually lie to you on purpose to get you to think a certain way? Of course the answer is no. Who would do that? Well, an enemy would do that. And they do it all the time. Yeah. It's not just weather. Well, I mean, I go back and forth on this. I mean, I've heard that. I've heard you guys talking this morning. And quite frankly, I don't have an opinion on this until I hear from Dr. Anthony Fauci. That's true, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Fauci, you know who made a point out of this? It was Russell Brand, who had been booted off of YouTube. Oh, yeah. And will then say, why is it any of these people at Legacy Media were never booted for misinformation? And he used Rachel Maddow as an example. Oh, yeah. You know, now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every <laughs> vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. And this question was, why hasn't that been taken down as misinformation? Right. 
Because it is. It absolutely is, but that's still up there. It's insanity. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to do your own fact-searching for yourself. Category 5 wouldn't happen if we were vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hurricane of the unvaccinated. (laughs) Uh, I did see that uh, Biden finally spoke to DeSantis. Because there was such backlash over him not reaching out ahead of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, even the dummies in the White House realized, okay, this could be a terrible look for the great yeah. uniter not to call the governor before this hurricane bears down. Mm-hmm. So that finally happened. Switching gears, um, what is the story with this kickoff to the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health, David? Well, there are a few stories, and the top line here, the headline, is that uh, the president is senile and tried to give a shout-out to a woman who's been dead for almost two months. (laughs) Jackie Walorski, Republican representative out of Indiana, tragically died in a car crash at the beginning of August, and he was looking for her today. He said, where's Jackie? Where... Oh, yeah, she couldn't be here today or something. Oh, yeah, the the whole clip. I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, was going to be here. Yeah, I think she wasn't going to be here or something. You're right about how he dodged the last name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he totally dodged Jack, the last Jackie, name. Jackie, you here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then... Dude, did you hear him try to uh, give out or give a shout out to uh, the Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack? Oh boy! Oh boy! I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Okay, roll it. You heard from Senator uh, for Secretary Vilsack, Senator. Excuse me, I voted you. All kidding aside, he's doing a hell of a job. Oh, okay. All kidding aside, who was kidding in that moment? I was just gonna say. Oh, that's a panic line that you use. All joking aside. Well, he starts to tail off there after he does it. Yeah, and then he just, he says something that cannot actually be translated by the Josetta Stone just because. I thought the exact same thing when I heard that. It wasn't even uh, Joe Biden. Those aren't words. Yeah. Those are, it's just like noises. Dude, that's your typical old senile person that we all know this is. Wow. But it's the most important job in the world. And they're saying, <laughs> what was that? Okay, I figured out what exactly that is. Uh-huh. That is Joe Biden imitating Scott Robbins imitating Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it. Seriously, that's exactly what Robbins yeah, does. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. I mean, said it a million times. You laugh through it, and that part of you, that your soul is very troubled because that's mm-hmm. the president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'll go back to my sage advice, which is buy guns, plant the crisis <laughs> garden, and get right with Jesus because things are not okay. No, they're not. Biden's already speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> but see, when you speak in tongues, doesn't somebody in the congregation have to interpret what you just said? Or it's no and void. That's right. right. That's what I have always thought. Who pops up and goes, okay, here's what he said. <laughs> we need somebody that understands <laughs> right, exactly. that. Exactly. 
<laughs> Translate it, please. Gosh dang. Whoo, buddy. It's like you're at the UN. You need that guy next to you who said who tells in English right. what you just headsets on, everybody. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> America. And then the government can issue his little headsets. That we can <laughs> put on, get him in the mail with our COVID nineteen testing stick. Yeah. My goodness, man. David, Gosh, dang it. I would like for you to tell us this story about CBS saying there is a study out okay. that says voluntary mastectomies for girls is a good thing. Yeah, we, we've officially now transitioned, pardon the, the pun there, into the phase where uh, now something bad is happening, but it's actually good. Because when it comes to sex change operations for kids, you know, the left for a long time has been saying, well, it's not, it doesn't really happen. No one's really doing it. And now, because there is irrefutable evidence that, yes, it is happening, and it's, in fact, happening more frequently now than ever before, yes. now they're saying, well, it's a good thing. So they, they mentioned this study that was done by Northwestern Medicine. And uh, I'll just read what the, what the lead paragraph is. The quality of life of young transmasculine people dramatically improves after receiving top surgery. That's a double mastectomy, but they call it uh, top surgery or, as CBS notes, a mastectomy procedure that removes breast tissue. <laughs> Boy, that's not the most sanitized way of saying you're lopping off the breasts of a physically healthy young girl. Um, but they say it dramatically improves, according to a study by Northwestern Medicine. And then you get into the detail of it, and you're looking at patients from 14 to 24, uh, 36 patients got what? Got this. 36, 36? And they followed up only three months later oh. to see how they were doing. So it's 36. Man. They say this is... all sample size. Yes. And, and CBS News is presenting this as like, oh, well, here we go. We have the proof now. This is a good thing. Because 36 people between the ages of 14 and 24... Felt good about their decision, more or less, after three months. Okay. Well, one important thing, I suppose, is that they're admitting that there are patients that start at age 14. So they're at least not... <laughs> because the proof is there. It's not like they want to admit that they have to. Yeah. But again, three months. The different stories that I've read about, the regret didn't come... Three months later. Oftentimes it was after six months. Yeah. And then a year later, you're realizing, oh my gosh, I've done this. Yeah. I mean, again, these are children. You think about any society, okay? They may screw up a lot of things, but if they put their kids as a priority, you could never fault them for that. Think about what we've done to kids just in the last three years. It's yeah. freaking disgusting. The entire country should be ashamed of ourselves. For what's happened. And for the people that made the decisions that have affected children so badly. You think about fentanyl deaths right now. They're having the kids in middle school and high school. And you think about the loss of learning and the mental health issues from keeping kids out of school because of COVID. And now this. That this is being uncovered. Yeah. This is a society that says this is a good idea. Our country's freaking sick, man. It, It's... I don't want to get too crazy and and make these big, you know, huge statements. But I'd be lying if I didn't say part of you is really troubled by that. 
Yeah. That are, we've allowed our society to come to this point in time yeah. where people are defending this. And CBS touting that? Yeah. You talk about enemy of the people. Well, we've suspended reality. I mean, there's no such thing anymore. Well, and you're trying to create a new one that's evil. An alternative reality to what is really reality. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, facts, truth, it doesn't matter what I, what I see and what I look at is not that anymore. It's been branded or, or told it's something other than what it is, and it just it, it doesn't work that way, but it is working that way, unfortunately. And what they do to the kids that do regret it and then start to speak out is also disgusting. Oh, yeah, they, they demonize them, they drop them. I mean, there's that uh, young woman, Chloe Cole, who's been very out, out front, outspoken, about her experience, which which happened when she was what sixteen is when she had the surgeries. Yes. Yep. And eh. you know, as soon as that was done, everyone who was there to affirm her gender stopped taking calls. Yeah, only your friend if you make decisions we like. Yeah, that's sad. We'll be man. there for you. Yep. Uh, I have a picture to show, um, and I'll describe it to you by the title of the story. Bipedal robot sets new Guinness World Record for 100-meter dash. Uh-huh. We're talking about a new world. Mm-hmm. Robins, you got... This was Oregon State University, home of the Beavers. They announced that a bipedal robot named Cassie set a new Guinness World Record for running a 100-meter dash. It took 24.73 seconds. See the picture? Holy cow. It doesn't have, like, a top. No. Like a head, but it's like a torso and then the legs, and it's running. Yes. Yes. And when you actually see the video of this thing operating, mm-hmm. you're thinking, what a technological wonder that is. And at the same time, how long before that thing? Well, what about a male robot who identifies right. as a female robot? Wow. What is going on? <laughs> okay. Uh, also, if you say woke, you're racist. It, it, that's a dog whistle now. Did you know that? We'll get to that much more. Coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Race relations in America. Always a topic of conversation, I would imagine. Just know that now that woke is a dog whistle. What? Yes, what? according to Damon Young. Okay. Who writes for the Washington Post. Okay. Um, and you wouldn't want to use that. Why not? Well, he starts the piece talking about um, how there's all these words to describe black or black people. It could be urban, inner city, and then for you know kids, it could be underserved, at risk, fatherless. Get used to these over time, but he is troubled by what he has seen with the word woke because it used to mean something a couple of decades ago, and it was just among black people. But then, as he said, um, One of us left the gate open and set it in mixed company and eventually entered the mainstream as a synonym for political correctness. So so if you recycled or maybe just retweeted an infographic on the virtues of recycling, you were woke. And so now, today, woke is mostly used by the right to signify the presence of black people. What? Well, no. In my mind, woke is not black. Woke is actually an insufferable white liberal from the suburbs. And the same as me. Yeah, I I don't think of it that way. No. No. Um, But to Damon Young, saying it in love, okay? The best thing you can do is get over yourself. Okay, not everything is about you. Quickly. 
All right, I'm saying that to help because someone's misguided you somewhere to make you think it's all about you. It's not. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. And you got to keep your sense of humor. I'm Jamie Markley. Yes, you do. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, uh, there's a lot going on, and we'll get to the hurricane in Florida in just a couple. But, man, our president did something today, and I know some people have done this before in different situations where it's embarrassing, but this is a different type of situation. Yeah, so there's this kickoff of the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. And this has been in the works for a while. This is a bipartisan group of people who want to work on this issue. Uh, and Joe Biden spoke to help, you know, commemorate the beginning of this work. Uh, and it did not go well. I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Huh? Yeah. Oh Jackie Walorski is a Republican representative from Indiana who was a part of this group, but she died in a car crash at the beginning of August. Which was covered. And yeah. they had a tribute to her. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. And, and, well, and uh, there's a Yahoo News White House correspondent who said, well, he wasn't in the room when the uh, when the tribute video was played. Okay, but... He did put out a statement mourning her death when it happened. He's senile. Yeah. This is what we all know. And it's the crazy thing that even though this happened, it surprised no one. I didn't think she was was going to be here. Okay. Take, (laughs) Take Trump. Take Obama. Uh, W. Clinton. Anybody that would have made that mistake it would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the yeah. president made that mistake. It would be this conversation of, is there so much on his plate? Is there so much on his mind that right. this could actually happen? And with this, there's no conversation. It's oh, like, no. well, that's Joe. Well, it's like a few months ago when he said that he has, like actively has cancer. Right. No one believed that he was saying, I have cancer right now. It was, oh, he's senile and that's just the way things go. Yes. Uh, he went on to say this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually from this morning when he tried to. <laughs> I guess I could play the whole context of that clip, but still, I yeah. mean, it doesn't. You heard from Senator uh, for Secretary Vilsack, Senator. Excuse me, I ignored you. <laughs> All kidding aside, he's doing a hell of a job. He misspelled coffee. He spelled coffee, not coffee. <laughs> he walked up the stairs weird. He had a strange gait when he walked up. <laughs> His hands were trembling when he held water. (laughs) Talking about Trump. This guy can't put a freaking sentence together. No. And then he was walking, when he was walking off the stage, he went the wrong way, he started to turn the wrong way, and then Jill said, no, no, this way. Yeah, that that was at the second event of the day. And then he turned and looked. Yeah. And she was already coming, walking off the stage, and he finally turns around and starts to walk back. I mean, it was, 
I understand. The guy, come on. Can we, can the, we stop the pretending now? I don't can think until after it? the midterms. I don't think it's going to happen until just after the midterms. But it. the end is coming. You can't do this. You can't defend that anymore. No. You can't. What? <laughs> I know. I get it. All right. So God. that happened today. Dang. Um, <laughs> speaking of Trump a second ago, what it's looking like as far as the Republicans in the end, it's going to be DeSantis and Trump. One of those two will end up being the nominee for president in yeah. 2024. It's what most people believe, right? So different people will have conversations about the comparisons of the two. One of the things people like about DeSantis is the way he can handle media. Oh, he does. Um, that he is a fighter. There's no doubt about it. Because he started to get a question about FEMA. Yep. And somehow FEMA intimated there's been a, a lack of preparation. He was having none of that. Nope. With this hurricane roll. FEMA Administrator Chris Wells said today that she acknowledged concerns that of Florida's as was said lacks response to the storm so far and that. Whoa, some whoa, whoa, whoa. Give in. me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But, like, you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so, so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty. And, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the, the stuff, you talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there yeah. very quickly because of what kevin and his team have done okay so your assessment of that david you first i, I think it's perfect it's not shrill it's not over the top it's hey man shut up stop making this about you and about politics there are a whole Agreed. lot of people and I, I mean i like the the implication there where it's like you know we can sling arrows at one another at a different time this is this is about getting out life-saving information to people in florida yeah and you're insulting a lot of the workers who have been working their tails off night and day to try to get ready for the response yeah scott is commanding too he's he's commanding there's no doubt in his mind when he stops that. Here's what I'm going to say and here's how i'm going to say it's going to be direct it's going to be factual it's going to be true and you're going to look like an a-hole but he didn't say that. No, but that's exactly what he said without saying it. Yes. I think the advantage that DeSantis has there is that he didn't go personal on the reporter, although he can at times. Well, he yeah. kind of did. It, yeah. it, it's not as much as Trump. James! No, no, no. I'm well, saying, no, no, listen, I, man, I, I am a big... I, I find it hilarious when this happens with Trump, and he gets personal with someone. You're That's, a second-rate reporter. <laughs> yeah, I said it's commanding and it's factual. Everything he said. Yes, and he wanted to say stop politicizing this because he knew exactly what was going on here. He wasn't going to take the bait, and he wanted to call the guy out for it, and he did. I think you get a wider tent that way. I, I don't disagree with you. Yes, Scott. No, uh, you know you were rough around the edges sometimes. I winced a few times. Like, oh, jeez. You probably winced more than David or I. I would yeah, guess, probably. Scott. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Go ahead and say it, but you wouldn't mind Trump being president again. No. Yes. I wouldn't mind anybody being president besides the one we got. But don't say that. Oh, besides maybe, yeah. What, you want Kamala? No. Okay. That's what I figured. Uh, you know who might run again? Who's saying that he, he's really thinking about it? Who's that? Or intimating that. Um, 
someone I actually thought would be done by now, yeah. but not. And that would be one, yes, oh! Bernie Sanders. Ah, yes. The uh, old one of the youngsters. <laughs> I, I, I think he is done. Honestly, I, I don't. I, I think the best shot he ever had at really being the, a nominee for president yeah. was the last time around. And Democratic establishment blocked him. Now, it was one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. Uh, where people were strategically dropping out or staying in. Elizabeth Warren stayed in just to make sure that she carried Massachusetts away from him. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was just remarkable that everybody got the memo, okay, look, we none of y'all are doing it. Let, let, we can't have the socialist. Let's, right. let's get Joe in there, whatever. Um, but I also think that the shine is off of Bernie because there I are agree. some of his, his biggest supporters have been very disappointed in Bernie Sanders for getting hosed two election cycles in a row and then lining up to be another shill for the Democratic Party. So there are hardcore leftist Bernie bros who are kind of like, okay, we got to have somebody else carrying the torch for this message. Uh, And then the rest of us are just like, whatever. You know, mainstream Democrats are not interested in what he has to say anymore. They're tired of him. I think people are just kind of worn out by Bernie. Not only that, I think part of his appeal before was talking about all these other countries. Yeah. They do this. We're starting to see some of the effects of those policies here, and people don't like them. Right. That's part of it, too. But, yeah, man, and why do you think it was when Bernie was leading that the establishment, the Democratic uh, establishment, banded together to say we can't let this guy? Because it was the money, man. Yeah. Wall Street was freaking out Mm -hmm. over Bernie's sandwiches being the nominee. Holy smokes. We can get into that some other time. I wanted to get to this story just because it's something you don't see every day. And you guys have a better sense of legalities than I do, especially you, David, with your news background. Maybe you heard of this story in Utah. A woman, very upset because a judge ordered her to give her ex-husband copies of intimate photo albums that she gifted him that was while they were married. Yeah. The woman's name is Lindsay Marsh. She's 43. Gosh dang. Said she felt what? This is the stuff that happens when you start getting silly with cameras. Just don't do it. Well, I think some of these we're are in love, like... Man. We're going like, to be in love forever until you're not. They were married, dude. Does it matter? You're saying wow. no photos. Ever. No photos, man. None. Okay. No nudies. She said she felt violated over the decision that forced her to hand these images that feature her in nude, topless, and lingerie shots. Oh, boy. She said you don't know where to turn because you don't know the law. Because she talked to Fox about this. Said so you have an ex-husband who you're married to for years forcing you to distribute basically porn, and he thinks it's okay... His attorney also thinks it is okay, and then you bring it in front of a judge, and he thinks it's okay. Well, who's who's distributing it? The way I understand it, maybe some other people have seen it. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, turning around. I mean, if it was a gift to him, it is his property. I'm not saying is- I'm... I, I think oh, the, Robbins looks outraged right now, but this well, is the legality of it. Yeah, this is why this is a story. The yeah. guy, I mean, I think the guy comes across, uh, across as a creep, 
But at yeah. the same time, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's his, well, the the district court judge ruled that the dude could have the copies of the albums after the images of her nude or in lingerie are obscured, which is the reason you have it to begin with. Oh. The okay, original then what's photographer put black boxes over the exposed parts of her body without altering the affectionate inscriptions and notes. Then, then Lindsay turned over the copies to her ex-husband, she said. People need to know that this is what the judge ordered, and that's not okay, she said. This is my body. My body. The judge shouldn't be in charge of who gets to see my body. And that's where the part of the story, to me, gets confusing. It's like, are, is she nude or not? Yeah, I mean... If but she, she said, I'm naked in some of these photos. Yeah. When we went to trial, he never asked about pictures of our children, or our family, our dogs. He only asked for multiple pictures of just me yeah. along with these albums. Yeah, so he is a creep, but... And yeah, there's shenanigans going on there. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of retaliation. Yeah. I'm, and the dude says, I didn't ask for the photos. I asked for the inscriptions. <laughs> I read Playboy for the articles. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's like yeah. that guy from the 80s. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. So you're saying, Scott, it's just a bad idea that is a gift to, say, one's husband. A lady should not have intimate well, photos, lingerie photos, any of that you stuff. You can do those lingerie photos. I'm talking about nude stuff, man. Okay, say it's just barely covered. It's like Or activity. I mean, well, if this. I mean, again, you're like in love now. You're in poses. love, and this nothing's going to come between you and love. And I'm in love. You made the love. promise. You're married. Five or six years up the road, I hate you. <laughs> it, it can happen. <laughs> and that's why I brought up this story just to get advice. What do you say, David? Uh, the guy's a creep, but I, I wouldn't do any of it just because I'd be afraid that someone would steal it. Yes, not for my own. You know, self, am I worried about that? But it might actually bring about World War III if my nudes leak. <laughs> <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Keeping an eye on Florida, that ongoing story, the hurricane. What is the story out of Germany? This sounds like crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, the New York Times, sorry, the failing New York Times, yes, sir. is reporting that Germany is cracking down on speech they don't like and even arresting people. And this has, been, this has been going on for years at this point. It's a campaign, they say, against online hate speech, insults, and misinformation. Hmm. Uh, and they really ramped it up back in March as part of a coordinated nationwide crackdown. You've had hundreds of homes being raided by the police. Phones being confiscated. Uh, more than a thousand Germans have been charged in the last five years. Wow. Do they actually say what they consider to be hate speech? So there's one guy who faces a fine of around, a, uh, I don't know, uh, $1,300 for sharing a quote that was falsely attributed to a German politician. Now, the, the, the person who shared the quote didn't know it wasn't actually from that politician, but the uh, prosecutor said that the accused bears the risk of spreading uh, a false quote without checking it. So even if you didn't know, you're just sharing a meme, they're going to come and fine you for that. Uh, now, <laughs> it also mentioned insults. Who yeah. decides what's an well, insult well, and what isn't? Yeah, one Twitter user had his uh, house raided by police for tweeting at a German politician, and I'm quoting here, you are such a penis. Well. What? 
That's that's a five yard penalty automatic first down if you get called a penis. <laughs> but you have your house raided by police. Well, it, maybe oh, it was that's a, a little extreme. Maybe it was a compliment. Maybe he likes penises. Maybe he drew a picture of one. <laughs> I don't know. No, he was called. You, basically, in my mind, it's like you called him a D. Yeah. Right. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to raid every house in the United States of people that have called Robbins a D, I mean, we're going to have to hire more police. Well, yeah. 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 Well, that's true. Not to mention David and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, we're all three in this boat. Well, you just have a longer history. Right. And you've I mean, been a bigger... My, for, my D boat has more water than yours. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That's insane, though. Yeah. It seems like we're going back in time here, cracking down on what people say. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's trouble. Not good. Okay, we all know the economy not doing well. And so David hates this from his history as a news director. When someone comes to him with, hey, how about some tips of saving money? No. <laughs> and I happen to see one of those stories. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to bring it up to say, do you do any of these things? Okay. Um, you ever cut a sponge in half? I have, yeah. No. Okay. Have you ever um, just switched back to bar soap instead of body wash? I, I've never gone to body wash. I've Do you only... ever split a meal as a couple and just get one meal? Yes. Never. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Two of us on the show are cheap. All right, what's the biggest story of the day? Uh, biggest story of the day on the news front uh, would be that massive hurricane that's hitting Florida right now. Some yeah. of the videos coming out. Early on, are, are really, I mean, it, this is this is going to be an unfolding tragedy for the next couple of days, uh, as we and longer than that. But really, in the triage moment, it's going to be really hard to sort through all of the information and hard to see the images coming out of the state of Florida. Uh, on the political front, it's that Joe Biden uh, tried to recognize a politician uh, and looked for a politician who's been dead for almost two months. Oh boy. Didn't realize that she was dead, I guess. Holy smokes. And when Don Lemon tried to say, yeah, this hurricane should be blamed on climate change, hear what happened next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial, David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robin. Okay, David. Uh, we knew this would happen. Yeah. Uh, mentioned it the other day. I guess this is like shooting fish in a barrel. It didn't take a genius to predict right. that people on the left would blame Ron DeSantis for <laughs> any hurricane that hit Florida. Right. But apparently it's already happened. Yeah, it has already happened. As the hurricane is hitting Florida right now, uh, the ladies on The View have decided to uh, make this about Ron DeSantis and how Ron DeSantis is like a climate change denier and see what happens. Well, yeah. Here we go. This is the quote from Governor DeSantis about climate change. Quote, I am not in the pews of the church of the global warming leftists. This is what he thinks about climate change. And now his state is getting hit with one of the worst hurricanes well, that perhaps, they will ever perhaps. see. It, what? It's actually not the worst hurricane that they will ever see or whatever. I mean, they, it's a bad storm. It's a devastating storm. I don't want to undersell what this is. 
what Hurricane Ian is, but Florida has been hit by hurricanes many, many times before. And again, Noah. For years. Noah, the, the, the federal government's, the thing that runs the National Weather Service, uh, yep. even says in its meta-analysis that they cannot show definitively that storms are actually getting stronger and more frequent. They say the evidence really isn't there because of climate change. Okay. You know, all she says is, that, well, he says he's not at the church, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some sort of proof. No, there are mainstream Democrats that don't go all the way to the far left when it comes to climate change. Right. There are many people that talk about climate change that have talked about it for a long time that say, hey, the doom and gloomers that say that, yeah, we're done by 2050, that's nonsense. That's not the way this is going to work. It's not settled that we have to go electric cars or we're going to die. Right. (laughs) My gosh, get a hold of yourself. (laughs) You have dingbats like that constantly spewing forth nonsense, and unfortunately, there's enough dopes that watch this every day that I guess believe what they say. It was like Don Lemon last night. Yeah. And he's he's trying to get an expert to go along with him. Can you tell us what this is and what effect climate change has on this phenomenon? What this is? Well, it's he, a hurricane, Don. You know he's anticipating a uh, somebody going, "Well, you know, Don, yeah. that's a very serious problem in our country and we have to get a hold of climate change because this type of storm is a direct result." I mean, he honestly believed that's what was going to happen next. Yeah. Well, dude's like, we'll have that conversation another time. Yeah, we can talk like, about that, but not this. And then Don comes back. Uh, so, listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect is No, climate... he didn't say that, actually. You he said, said we could that. talk about that at another time. Yeah. Yeah. You said it. What effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, uh, maybe I, I would caution against that. Okay, well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to int- intensify. No, it always gets back to your freaking feelings, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I was there, and it's getting worse. No, it's not, actually. It's, it's really not. They don't have the evidence for that. One of the things that is always trotted out is, well, look at the number of observed storms. Well, even, again, the person he's talking to is with NOAA, uh, with the National Hurricane Center, uh, Jamie Rome. Um, and what their analysis shows, one of the problems with the idea of saying we've observed more hurricanes is that we actually have better technology and humanity has more boats in the water to observe Atlantic storm activity. So you really can't judge uh, the history that we have of storms because it's a very, very short amount of time that we've really been able to observe it with satellites, with with uh, airplanes that go and observe these things. So you really don't know for sure. And what, what they've actually come to the conclusion or the conclusion they've actually come to is this. I'll just read it again from the federal government. We conclude that the historical Atlantic hurricane data at this stage do not provide compelling evidence for somehow climate change producing stronger and more frequent hurricanes. The evidence really isn't there. That is not settled. And Noah, the scientist there, will tell you climate change is happening. Yeah. But it is not creating more and more intense hurricanes 
it's maddening to keep using the same thing over and over and over. And what did DeSantis say? I heard him say it earlier today. Hey, keep us in your thoughts and prayers. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to make our way through this. Oh, not for people like Joy Behar. There's no time for that. Climate change, that's what he said, church. (laughs) Whatever. Did she say that? Yeah. No, the, with the church oh, of uh, when DeSantis said, I, I, I don't okay. belong to that church, you know exactly what yeah. he's talking about. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. She uses that then to say, right. well, look what's happening now. Like there were never hurricanes before. Right. Somebody came up with climate change. Jeez. Okay, let's move on to the left side of the nation. Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, whined that liberals don't have enough support in media (laughs) (laughs) and this funny enough this was an interview on msnbc where he was talking about this heading into the midterm elections and whatnot all right let's enjoy this together bill clinton said decades ago right when we got shellacked to one of the midterms said given the choice the american people always support strong and wrong versus weak and right and there was truth then about that truth today about that this desperate demonization has political benefits. It worked. It works situationally. And that's that's what's so sad. But now it's weaponized at a whole nother level with this feedback loop of social media. And then, of course, the propaganda networks and the anger machine, which, of course, the right dominates. And we have nothing, respectfully, nothing comparable. Okay. Yeah, you no- try. You've <laughs> no. tried and it's failed. No, you, I mean, yeah. We're you- talking about social media. No, well, and so legacy media, no. media, you're saying the right owns that? But they've tried yeah. to do the right-wing TV stuff before to yeah. counter Fox, and it's failed. Well, I, I also have some evidence to the contrary of what he was talking about. It's actually just an old montage of how most of the media covered Donald Trump. Oh, oh good, yeah. Okay. I love it when you do this, David. Me too. Appreciate it. From a journalism point of view, Donald Trump is a brain-eating disease. <laughs> we got the bombshell. A bombshell. 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 <laughs> One bombshell after another. Donald Trump feels the walls closing in. Really kind of the walls closing in on him. Walls closing in on him. Walls closing in on him. The Hitler. 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 Adolf Hitler. 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 Outside of the Civil War, World War II, and including 9-11, this may be the most cataclysmic event the country's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, liberals <laughs> just Hitler, don't. Hitler, 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 we don't Hitler, Hitler. Liberals don't have this hate machine that's just driving oh. propaganda into people's homes all the time. Right? Oh. Says oh, Gavin man. Newsom. I suppose some people believe that. <laughs> I guess liberals only have eighty percent of the media, the FBI, the Justice Department, now the White House, and Congress. For now, they have corporate yes. America. Pushing out their ideology, they have investment because bankers. Of the money. Yes, pushing oh. out their ideology. Yes, but because Fox News and the Daily Wire and News Talk Radio exist, liberals are just outgunned, according to <laughs> Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. <laughs> well, that's why that non nut said the other day. Oh, Tucker Carlson scares me. Yeah, that's who scares me. <laughs> God, what's wrong with you, man? It's just he's learned the propaganda machine. And he's going into Florida to recruit people to come live in California. How'd that go over, too, by the way? Oh, yeah. Even after this hurricane. <laughs> right. You're not going to get any takers. No. Okay. Uh, moving on to an actor in Hollywood. Marvel movie actor. Slamming Hollywood. What's this about? 
They're, they may not work again, David. Oh, I, I love this. It's Anthony Mackie. He was in the Marvel movies, one of the superheroes. I think he was the dude with the wings or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Um, he's go- You're a big fan of the Marvel Obviously. franchise, I can tell. Yeah. Uh, he's going after Hollywood for not having any new ideas, and his diagnosis is that it's because they, they're, they're not interested in making good stories. They're not interested in lifting up individual actors. It's about selling a basic formula to a couple of very specific audiences and to me this is hilarious oh really the the evolution of the superhero has meant the death of the movie star and that's the fear now because you're now making movies for 16 year olds and china (laughs) stop there for a second (laughs) holy smokes wow (laughs) and that's it you think of some of your favorite movies growing up, those movies wouldn't get made today. Goonies? Wouldn't get made today. Halloween? Wouldn't get made today. Thing? Wouldn't get made today. Wow. <laughs> and all of them, you watch, you watch Stranger Things on Netflix. Has anybody ever seen Stranger Things? <laughs> Stranger Things is Goonies. It's everything. It's, it's Goonies. Yeah. You know what? It is. Having watched that, it... Yes. I mean, people make that comment while watching it. Like, people of an older generation are like, man, this reminds me so much of Goonies. Goonies. Yeah. Three kids go on a mission, find underground, there's an alien, kill an alien, Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they found the little dark world where the alien was, they went down the slide like, <laughs> Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a great thing. It's all nostalgia, man, for 16-year-olds in China. Yes. <laughs> well, not only that, man. You bust out Master of Puppets in the last episode. Yep. I mean, you're hooking me in. I admit it. Yeah, that was pretty good stuff. Yep. Okay. GM office workers uh, are complaining about being told to go back to the office. Oh. You're finally going back to work now. All right. That and much more coming up right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm looking up right now at the Fox News Monitor, and Steve Harrington, a senior correspondent, is on camera, barely able to stand in Florida right now. The hurricane is bearing down. Dude, he's been on camera by himself, standing out there for like 15 minutes. No, that was a different guy. Oh, that was okay. They all went to different parts of Florida. Okay. Going all up and down from Fort Myers. This guy's Myers. barely standing right now. Holy smokes. Well, I don't know if you have seen any of the pictures in Tampa Bay from earlier today where you had these long areas of mud flats Yeah. as the hurricane was nearing, and then it would bring the water out. Yeah. It's wild, man. Just crazy, especially if you know, you know parts of that area of been there before it's crazy to see but keeping an eye on all of that meanwhile it's hard to believe if you've been back to work for a while that there are still people because of covid that had not gone back to the office to work yeah we're not not just talking about people in congress either who have been pushing along the health emergency in order to do remote and proxy voting right they just re-upped that by the way i think that was earlier this week or last week um, it's yeah. not an emergency. No, it's it's really not anymore. 
Not COVID. The hurricane, yes. COVID, no. Yeah. Uh, Well, white-collar workers for General Motors got a message from the CEO that, hey, we're going to start bringing people back into the office. They threw a fit. They're saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna roll back or we're gonna we're gonna move back into having in person work environments for three days a week. Because, That's it. Because COVID uh, doesn't pose the same threat it did two years ago, and uh, the plan was met with backlash after the company has promoted what they call the uh, work appropriately policy that allows salaried employees and their managers to come up with a schedule based on individual needs and preferences. Uh, One employee told the Detroit Free Press, you could probably imagine what the general mood is. The company's been talking a good game about work appropriately since this all began, and we were completely blindsided by this news. (laughs) It's been two and a half freaking years. Go back to work, you lazy bum. Jeez. Go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. Well, no, get to work. Get back to work. I agree. Get to work. <laughs> Knock it off. Stop it. Listen, I understand, man. You've had it sort of go your way for a while. You adapted to working at home. And for a lot of people, that was advantageous. Well, yeah, sure I, it is. I understand yeah. it. When Then when that's taken away, you're a little bent about it. But do you understand the optics here right. to the rest of the country? Well, yeah. <laughs> and now, plus the fact, I mean, hey, man. Okay, well, you got to do this for a while. You don't have to do this anymore. We'd like to have you back in the office because we understand that although you're going to get all these reports, well, actually, productivity isn't down all that much. (laughs) People seem to be much more productive without a boss glaring over their shoulder. It's not true. I know you've hated this forever, Scott. I have just like, get to work. Yeah, to me, the, the, the work from home thing, if your boss says, hey, you're, you're fine doing that, then I don't have any problem whatsoever I don't either. with somebody no. taking advantage of that. But when they're saying, yeah, we'd like you to start coming back three days a week, and you complain about it, yeah, no. come on. It's your, yes. Yeah, find a different job that will allow you to work from home. Now, right. the thing is, the, the CEO, Mary Barra, apologized and said, we're going to listen to your concerns and we'll get back to you at the end See, of next dude, month. See, we're so weak. Could make. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so limp. Jeez. Hey, big controversy for Katy Perry. Did you hear this latest one? No. Oh, yeah. It's not for anything current. It's an old song, Dark Horse. You know that song. I don't know that song, I don't think. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. Yeah, you probably but, do, but yeah. yeah well, I'll, I'll play you the clip that that's uh, problematic. She's a beast. I call her karma. She eats your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh. That was the rap part. Karma and Dahmer rhyme? Yes. Okay, she'll eat your heart like Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, there's the new Netflix series Dahmer. Yeah, which looks very creepy, by the way. Well, there are a lot of younger people that are learning who Jeffrey Dahmer is for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so they want to cancel that song by Katy Perry, Dark Horse, that has that rap part in it saying you know i didn't know who jeffrey dahmer was until last week but now knowing what he did it's just sick for making people especially little kids sing that man's name and Katy perry sick for allowing that lyric in her song oh come on man i'll watch a series celebrating a killer yes out of morbid fascination but how dare you make one rap lyric about it (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, these people, man. Wait till real problems hit. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on. Hurricane Ian, Florida, wrecking havoc. Mm. Biden did finally talk to DeSantis. There was backlash yesterday because it appeared that Biden wouldn't even call the governor um, dealing with the hurricane and talking about how, of course, you know, all the tools that we have in the toolbox nationally. Yeah. On a federal level, we will be there to help you. Finally made that phone call. Yeah. So. that's good. By the way, I, I have new audio if you want to hear some of the crack analysis that's been going on as Hurricane Ian makes landfall. Yes, please. Be- because, of course, what would hurricane coverage be in the year 2022 without uh, saying it's all because of climate change? Oh, my goodness. This is Bill Weir from CNN. Used to be a sports guy. Now is apparently a climate expert. Uh, here he is uh, talking. He's in the rain. He's out there covering it. And uh, here we go. Uh, Ian is coming. Ian's here. John, we just felt a marked increase in wind speeds within the last 10 minutes or so. We were riding about 40, 50 miles an hour. It was hard to fathom that speed tripling in the next few hours. But we're now getting maybe 70 mile an hour gusts here. We're right at the point where US-43 heads uh, across the Peace River here. I'm just in front of the memorial for Hurricane Charlie, which in 2004 devastated this town and sent a wake-up call to this community about the threats of living on the coast in a rapidly warming planet. Uh, As a result of that storm, they were the first community in Florida to put in a climate adaptation plan, a sea level, coastal resiliency plan that they've been working on for years now, and this will be the test it's hard to build power lines or, or building codes for 17-foot storm surge, though. That's the, the crazy variable here right now. No one has ever seen that, so we don't know what that looks like. But this is exactly what climate scientists have been warning about for a long time, and now we get to see it out close. John? Okay. So a couple things. One, I'll just remind everybody that even NOAA, the organization with the federal government that runs the National Weather Service, uh, says that they actually don't see with high confidence a correlation between climate change and stronger or more frequent hurricanes. They cannot actually establish any sort of link there. You'd never guess that, again, by the news coverage. But, you know, they say maybe, potentially, but we don't really have any evidence for that. Any right. strong, compelling evidence to say definitively that this is happening because, well, the data just aren't there. We don't, we don't have the data points to do that. Second thing, and I know I'm watching the video as this is going, and you don't have the benefit of that. Right. But you can see the trees behind him going. I mean, there's wind. Obviously, there's wind. You can hear it. But he's going the opposite direction. It's like he's pretending to be almost blown over. And I listen, I know that there are I mean obviously yes, when this thing hits, it hits hard and yes, you're you're going to see stuff flying around. I get that. I'm not 
not saying that it's all fake or anything like that. That dude was acting, though, because he's going the opposite direction of the wind. Goodness gracious. <laughs> acting. And then as he, starts, <laughs> as he starts to talk about climate change, all of a sudden, that wind ain't blowing so hard. He stands up and looks at the camera, and he's just, you know, fine. But it's like he's, he's trying to make it look more dramatic as he's giving his uh, spiel and giving his report. Yes, I think usually in a situation like this, you're talking about, you know, the effects of the hurricane yeah, and the people that, you know, have their homes destroyed, that sort of thing. We're going to get a whole big helping of climate change yeah. coming in the next few days. It, and that's not following the science. No, it is not. But that doesn't stop the left. Look at COVID. Right. It doesn't. It's just what fits our narrative for what we want to accomplish. And I'm sure there will be plenty of blaming DeSantis as well. So we're all gearing up for that. Um, meanwhile, I happened to see, and you know, we knew there was a teacher shortage in America. The Today Show on NBC actually highlighted that today. Really? It's worse than they had even thought going into the school year. So I just want to play a part of this for you just to get your reaction. Because there's a lot of different reasons for a teacher shortage. See if the reasons that you know about come up as we get into the story from the Today Show. School bells are starting to sound like alarm bells in districts across the country. More than half of the public schools surveyed by the Department of Education said they were starting the school year understaffed. There is an urgent need for teachers. Always a tough job. Teaching was especially difficult during COVID. The after effects of the pandemic, the having to do all the old and all the new without any Mm. kind of help. That's what's been driving people out of the profession now. Who is that speaking there? That's Randy Weingarten (laughs) with the American Federation of Teachers, the second largest teachers union. Who is not assisting here? Because the I seem to recall several hundred billion dollars being passed by Congress under Donald Trump and under Joe Biden mm-hmm. that were meant to address this. Correct. So who's responsible for not getting that money out? Well, we don't want to focus on that. We want to keep focusing on the problem. Uh-huh. See, <laughs> not being paid. Not getting any help. Mm -hmm. To retain those still on the job, some districts have gone down to a four-day week, like in DeKalb, Texas. It's buying me um, some of that family time back that used to be consumed with school tasks. After all, we know it's all about you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for the part of the story. This is why so many people have started to homeschool. All right. Or look at other options to educate their kids, but let's just wait for it. But that reduces time students spend in class, Hmm. so filling teacher vacancies remains the focus. The best way to get new people into the profession is to respect the profession, because there's a lot of people who want to make a difference in the lives of children. So the problem is it's been a lack of respect. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I think we all know since the pandemic, we got to know. What was being taught to our kids? We've seen videos of teachers and they put it out on TikTok what they want to teach kids. We know that there was a lack of learning because of remote learning. 
we learned that the masking not only was not necessary for as long as they had a mask, but it was a detriment to the kids and their long-term learning, especially the younger kids. So people started saying, okay, if I'm really looking out for my kid, am I going to keep sending them to this school? Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to try to find something else because I want the best for my kids. Mm-hmm. The Department of Education announced $60 million in new grants to help address the teacher shortage money that can be used for badly needed development programs. They need to get kids out of school and into this profession. Got to pay yeah. teachers more. Yeah, That's definitely. Right. Oh, great. Got to pay teachers more. You first. Write the check, buddy. One other question. Yeah. Have you, uh, you know, nationally renowned reporters ever talked to a family uh, that maybe wanted to get out of school for a different reason than you think? Or have you ever thought about asking a teacher, hey, why'd you get out of the business? Oh, you weren't down with teaching? What? The government was telling you to teach anymore. The rules were coming down on you, so you decided, I can't do this anymore, so I'm going to stop teaching. Because personally, I know quite a few. So you're this national reporter for NBC. You know no one. You're not at all sort of curious. Why are all the teachers quitting? There's a number of different reasons. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is more than just, well, we weren't getting paid enough. Yeah, can you also dig a little bit deeper into where those hundreds of billions of dollars went? Yes. Because that was supposed to upgrade HVAC systems, uh, air filtration, higher teachers, and you know more staff and everything like that. So who's not right. distributing those funds? Congress appropriated it. The money's going out. Who's not giving it to the school districts then? Maybe explain that instead of just having Randy Weingarten give this soaring statement about teacher respect and right. how we need more money. We've given you money. Yep. But we need more. No, you don't. More. And a lot of districts are giving it just to keep the teachers they got. Yeah. No. I say See, defund it all. Well, I'm so tired. At the last couple of years, and listen, my wife's an educator. My, I got multiple family members who are in the profession. But I am so sick of this. I am so sick of hearing... And it's it's sad because it isn't all educators, and I know you always have to put that asterisk on there. I understand that. I we all know it. great teachers. But the sure. people who are out there loudest talking about yep. we need to get paid more and all of this stuff, and, wow, I'm really glad that I only have to work four days a week because now I get more family time. Yeah, a lot of people would like more family time. Why do you get to be the special one? Well, you get summers with your kids. Y- you do. That's pretty freaking good. And I still say, man, you're working on a nine or a ten month contract at forty grand a year. That's a pretty freaking sweet setup. I know it's yeah, not right. a lot of money, right out of college. But there are a whole lot of people who are making forty thousand dollars a year, and they're working six days a week, and they don't get summers off, and they yeah. don't get a couple weeks off for Christmas vacation. Get over yourselves. Boy, I didn't realize there would be a rant involved with this. I kind of felt David. like there was going to be. Yeah, it just I, kept I building. It. That's good. I said Randy Weingarten though with her own kids. I mean, would she do that? Wait a minute. <laughs> she Marjorie Taylor yeah. Green. She doesn't have any kids. I thought she had a couple daughters. No. No. Okay. I, I'm, I don't know the history of Randy Weingarten. I thought she had a couple kids, but I, and, you know, I've been wrong before. You would probably know. Were you looking her up? Are you trying to no, direct okay. message her? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah I am. Marjorie Taylor start Green. That family, honey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. It's in the news again. What is this for, David? Uh, She's doing a little fundraiser contest stunt. I think it's hilarious. And I'm not, 
uh, you know, joining a Marjorie Taylor Greene fan club anytime soon. This makes me want to, though, honestly. I think she gets ripped on way too much. Yeah. I really do. Uh, it, this is certainly interesting. Here's the audio from the new contest. You can enter. All right. Democrats aren't the only one destroying farmers' ability to put food on the table. We've got wild hogs destroying farmers' fields. So oh. we decided to go hog hunting. Yes. Let's help American farmers out. Sign up below and let's go in that helicopter and go hog hunting. Enter to win now. Would literally go hog hunting in a helicopter with basically any politician right now. Wow. But yeah, apparently if you if you win this contest, <laughs> you'll you'll get you'll get a nice little rifle and you know, you'll you'll go and shoot hogs from a helicopter with Marjorie Taylor Greene and that just sounds super kickass. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, we want to make dreams come true here. Yeah. On Robin's bucket list, swim with dolphins. We yeah. got it done. Next up, hog hunting with Marjorie Taylor Greene from a helicopter with Van Camp. I would cry if you told me that that was actually going to happen. All right, we need to get to work on that. Holy cow, yes. That would be incredible. Hey, have you heard of this new Marilyn Monroe movie that's coming out? People were excited, and now they're not. I can't wait to tell you why. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. I'm so excited. Dude. Uh, let me get this out of the way. I mentioned the Marilyn Monroe biopic, Blonde. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people excited about it months ago because it, it was supposed to be really erotic and there's nudity and all this stuff. But now that people have seen it, well, it shows abortion in a negative light. No. And now people are like, what? this is terrible. <laughs> That's the gist of that story. And I just want to get through that real quick. So we can focus on this. Okay. So earlier today, uh, earlier today, uh, President Biden was at the White House for some like food insecurity conference that's going to be starting. And he was, you know, saying thank you to all the dignitaries who were there, all the members of Congress. And he mentioned, uh, and he actually looked for, asked where Jackie Walorski was. Jackie Walorski tragically died in a car accident uh, almost two months ago. And yes. In- Boy, if you want to hear it. Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Now, <laughs> now Congress actually just passed a, a bill that renames a VA clinic after her. Okay. And Joe Biden on Friday is going to be hosting the family for this bill signing. Like, that's on the schedule. And so, but he's looking for Jackie Walorski, who again has been dead for for almost two months. Uh, it's not going to go over well. So, someone in the White House press briefing room asked the White House press secretary, <laughs> Karine Jean Pierre, about it, and it actually wasn't Peter Ducey this time. I, I don't know who it was. It was somebody from a different news outlet other than Fox who actually said, "Hey, what happened there when he uh, when he was looking for this woman who's been dead for two months?" You have to ask the question. Yeah. We couldn't wait to hear the response. Yeah. And now you have it? And th- Yes, this is just a tour de force, and we, we may not have enough time to get through all of it, but we will. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre. Yes. Oh, buddy. All right. 
So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. But but he he literally asked where she was and then said, "Oh, I guess he can't. I guess she couldn't make it." Ah. Hey, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Jackie, are you here? <laughs> are you here? Yeah. I understand. He's looking forward to talking. He's looking for her. Hey, Jackie. Yeah. Are you here? Where's Jackie? Where is she? <laughs> so here's the follow-up. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained. She was on top of mind. Uh, um, you know, she, this wasn't what we were able to Ugh. witness today, and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this, uh, at this conference, at this event. Yeah, <laughs> but he asked where she was, though. That's not top of mind. No, it is not. He wasn't being philosophical. Like, we all feel Jackie's presence in the room. No, he was literally looking for her. He didn't know where she was in the crowd. And she wasn't there because she passed away two months ago. When she said, what we witnessed today, you could have just said, is a man declining before our eyes. That's what we all know. What we witnessed. And and, and lifting up. No, he didn't know. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. And there's actually more. Of this oh! back and forth. Okay, well, we'll, yes. we'll get to that because I have something to add to that, too. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. That's probably not the biggest story of the day. I mean... We got a hurricane. Yeah, well, that that is definitely, yes, in, on, the, on, the, uh, on the scale of humanity, yes, that the hurricane hitting Florida right now is absolutely the biggest story of the day. And unfortunately, it's all being uh, boiled down to a climate change thing, which is not following the science. It is completely unscientific, uh, but that's where we are right now. And, you know, we've already had some people blaming Ron DeSantis for the floor, for the hurricane hitting Florida. And I'm just really glad that Ron DeSantis is not getting distracted by that stuff. No, he's on point, man. He's, he's, he's going to handle this. Yeah, we're seeing the video right now of Florida. It's brutal. All right. So get that update. And Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta, next, right here. David Van Camp and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Okay, this is the thing. We all know the president is not right. He hasn't been right <laughs> for quite a long time. Call it dementia. He's seen out, whatever. It's not all there. And it was proven again today. Yeah. And you can set it up. I'll play this piece of audio before you yeah. get to more of the explanation, David. Well, yeah. So it's this food insecurity council thing that is uh, the that they're kicking off today. Bipartisan group of lawmakers uh, have made this happen. 
And one of the people involved uh, with this was the late uh, Congresswoman Walorski. And uh, she passed away, sadly, in a, in a car wreck uh, almost two months ago. Yeah. And Joe Biden was looking for her today. This is what it sounded like. I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, and so at the White House press briefing today, actually some reporters were wondering, hey, what's going on with that? Because not only did Congress pass a bill uh, a few weeks ago, uh, renaming a VA clinic in Indiana after her, but Joe Biden's going to be signing it, I guess, uh, signing the bill on Friday. And Congresswoman uh, Walorski's family is going to be in the White House. Like, that's on the schedule that, that they're going to be there for this bill signing. Right. And so uh, CNN's Phil Mattingly asking uh, White House Press Secretary... Kareem Jean-Pierre, hey, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. He actually said those words. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Like, why did why was he looking for her knowing that she was dead if you're saying that he knew she was dead and he didn't actually make this mistake? Yeah, it's a fair question. The late congresswoman was top of mind for the president and her family was expected to be here and that's what he was thinking about. What, why was he looking for her? I'm, I'm not trying to be... Starkey here. No, I mean, and I'm. No. Nope. saying what he said there. And again, I think people can understand. I think the American people out there who you know watch the briefing uh, from time to time, maybe at this moment, will understand when someone is at top of mind. Uh, and uh, and this was such an important, uh, such an important event when we're talking about time freedom, out. When we're talking about time out. <laughs> I don't care how important the event is. Can understand. Right. That they thought they were there? What do you mean? That doesn't make any sense. There's no one that understands that. No. What is there to understand? I mean, what am I supposed to understand? I don't know. I'm trying in my mind to figure that out. Okay, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. There, you can keep rolling. There's no good way to spin this for any press secretary, but no. she was on top of mind is a particularly bad way of trying to spin this. You because he clearly asked where she was, like actually thinking, "Oh, she's in the audience. Oh, Where's I guess Jackie? she couldn't make it." Where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? <laughs> Where's Jackie? It, and so I mean, you could just say, "Hey, look, he had a it was a brain fart, it happens." But they don't want to even admit that the guy's old, much less senile. So I guess you got to try to say something. It doesn't make any sense, but she goes on. This is this goes on for another about 45 seconds. Oh, let's enjoy. When we're talking about hunger, when we're talking about food insecurity, when we're talking about these champions, these congressional champions who were in the room, who have worked in a bipartisan way, uh, we, you know, we don't talk much about bipartisan actions that we see in Congress at this time. And as he was naming folks, he, she was on top of mind, and he understands and knew that she was, he was going to see uh, her family on Friday uh, to, for this bill signing. Uh, again, I don't think it's all that unusual uh, to have 
somewhat oh, top of mind, what? especially as there's a big event, uh, two big events today and also Friday, uh, that is going to occur. And so he's going to see her family. They're going to honor her. Uh, they're going to celebrate her, and he will do a bill signing for this really critical. Let's not forget this oh, critical, important issue for millions and millions uh, of Americans across the country. Yeah, yeah. He he was wondering where she was, though. Yeah. Where's Jackie? I think she was going to be here. Oh, my goodness. Did you see the headline in the Daily Beast? Biden appears to ask if dead congresswoman is in attendance at the White House event. Appears? <laughs> Where's Jackie? He, he appeared to say the dead congresswoman was there. Yes. Where's Jackie? <laughs> no, he said it. He said he it. Jackie. He's looking around for her. Golly, man. Thanks, Daily Beast. Nothing to see yeah, here. There, there was one follow-up, if you'll humor me here. Oh, dude, uh, yes. Okay. I just wanted to return to this question of the Congresswoman. And I think we all totally get why she's top of mind. You've made yeah. that case pretty effectively. Um, well, but I you. think the confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have someone top of mind. They're a top of mind, exactly that. Uh, and it is also, if you put it into the context, it's not like it happened without outside of context, right? It what? happened at what? an event. Uh, where we were um, uh, champ we were calling out the champions, uh, congressional champions in particular of this uh, issue, this important issue uh, when it comes to food insecurity, something that this administration has led on, led uh, on uh, from the beginning of this administration, not just across the country, but, uh, but also globally. You heard him talk about food insecurity last week at the UN and uh, the investments that we have put forward uh, as as the U as what? as the United States of America and helping and helping deal with that. Look, he was at an event, you all saw, you all watched, which is why you're asking the question, right, where he was calling what? out, again, uh, congressional leaders, uh, a bipartisan uh, leadership that we have seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get it. Issue. Yeah. And <laughs> holy smokes, man, that's an all timer right there. I don't know what else to say. Hey, we're doing the tribute concert to Taylor Hawkins. Here's Dave Grohl. And we want to thank you for coming. Hey, where's Taylor? Where's he at? Well, of course that would never happen. People can't understand what that is. If he could have said, Karine Jean-Pierre, she's with us now. That's okay. I mean, yeah. you could say that and get away with it in a spiritual sense. <laughs> the, the reporter just dropped an incredible line. Uh, unusual scenario there. Karine, I have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel! Whoa, that dude works for CNN. No, is that's that right? not. That's not the CNN reporter. I don't know who that is. Uh, that, oh. that that's a different reporter. Oh, I have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway. Right? Oh God. <laughs> it's true. It's just calling her out. This is nonsensical. Did she respond to that? Yeah, she did. Okay. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon as president, then we can have this conversation. Okay, go apologize? ahead. Go ahead. What kind of weak. a dumb answer was that? Weak. Yeah. Just weak. What does that mean? Wow. <laughs> this is something, man. Don't look okay. around the room and see if he's here. <laughs> <laughs> 
golly, man. Holy. Just, just admit it. He's senile. Yes. It's that simple. Whoa. All right. You Daddy. ready for your big three? Yeah. Well, let's roll this. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Which brings up something else troubling. Who thinks about John Lennon every day? Whatever. Top three stories of the day always helped. Uh... I'm Casey Casey. Casey, where Casey? are you? I think we think about him every day. Every day. He's top of mind. Say it again. <laughs> Where's Casey? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Here we are. We talk to a dead guy every day. Here we go. Three. <laughs> Number three. Thank oh, you. gosh. <laughs> well, it's true. It is true. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Russians who are dodging the draft are welcome in the U.S., says Corinne John Pierre. Oh, this was a little interesting tidbit. This was yesterday at the White House press room. Uh, she said, and I quote, that Russians fleeing their country in order to escape military service to seek asylum should come to the United States. Now, the question I have is, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> the southern border's off the hook, out of control. People are here illegally all over. Courts are backlogged with cases. Let's invite everybody else. The Russians have feelings also. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That dead guy made more sense than she did. <laughs> oh. Now, on with the countdown. Okay. Two. Oh, I, you wanted me to mention this for yeah, number Yeah, I do. Two. I, this. I want this one. I like this story. Okay. Yeah. Uh, male pilots can wear skirts now on Virgin Atlantic flights. Okay. All right. Okay, they they champion those who see the world differently, and they announced today that male pilots and crew can wear women's clothing if they prefer. So, the male staff on the planes, well, they did wear burgundy trousers and blazers, and the women wore red jackets and skirts, but now both sexes will have the option of wearing the other sex's clothes. Okay. All right, because what? They identify as a woman, so therefore they can dress as one? Yeah. Is that the thinking behind this? Yeah. So if I'm a passenger and I identify as a red hot chili pepper, can I just put a sock <laughs> on it and walk in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. It's my aeroplane. <laughs> yes. Under the bridge downtown. I'm dancing down the aisle. Would it give you pause at all? <clears throat> well, to see a pilot in a dress? A, a male pilot dressed? Yeah, it would give me pause. Yes. Yeah, I think there's yes. a lot of people yes. that would say the same thing. He's flying an airplane with all hundreds of people aboard. Yes. And he's got a skirt on and, and lipstick, I'm guessing. The, yes. There are some people saying, well, you know, I know, might be something not all there. Okay, well. Now, <laughs> on with the countdown. One. Uh, okay, so the top three, Robbins, the trifecta, this is the number one. Yes, David. Uh, number one, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, we mentioned this yesterday, he said, Kansas doesn't have a brand. I mean, New York has a brand. <laughs> Just... yeah, New York has a brand yeah. they need to protect. Yeah. yeah. like We're not in Kansas. I mean, Kansas doesn't have a brand. Yeah. Well, some people in Kansas uh, didn't like what he said. Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt, a Republican who's currently running for governor, said, Mayor who? Kansas isn't New York, and we sure as heck don't want to be. 
I'll stay focused here in God's country on making life more affordable and keeping communities safe, neither of which can be said about New York. Yeah. Not going to take that stuff lying down. Uh, Former Federal Communications Commission said uh, part of the Kansas brand is being nice and charitable toward people from other states who guffawed how backward or inferior they think Kansas is, even when most likely none of them have actually spent any time here. And I can say as a fellow Kansan, that uh, I never had anybody throw feces at me or chase me down the street with a garbage can lid. So, yeah. Well, it was such a great example of the way so many people on the coast think, especially yeah. in New York, about the rest of the Just country. Just so arrogant. Wasn't well, that I mean, arrogant? It's so little arrogant. people. I mean, come on. We have a brand. I mean, we're yeah. New York, man. I mean, come they- on. They think everybody who lives in so-called flyover country is just, well, they, they haven't succeeded enough to live in this concrete crap box we call a city. Right. Exactly. Yes. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Gosh dang. Well Skirts done. Skirts on pilots. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. And yes, the, the president was looking around for a person that's been dead for two months. Well, and the spin on that is unbelievable. It yeah. Is, yeah. Really something. Okay. There's more to get to. There's a news update. There's Nimrods in the news. And then an Uber driver outed a guy who was picking up his mistress. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Straight ahead. Right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Man, I wonder. You know, we've, we've been mentioning this over the last several months that it seems like the media has been talking a little bit more about Joe Biden's age. Yeah, he's done. Just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And right now, in the White House press briefing room, the White House press corps is going after Joe and the press secretary wondering why he was looking for a dead congresswoman in the room today. Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. So, I mean, they're actually from a lot of the networks and a lot of the outlets are, are actually asking the question, why was he looking for a dead person in that room? And the White House press secretary came up with this spin, which is, she was top of mind. So that's why he mentioned her. But that doesn't make any sense because she's dead. So it's one thing if you say, you know what, we want to we wanna recognize the work of uh, Jackie Walorski, who sadly passed away, but he was looking for her. Right. It's almost a better argument to say she wasn't top of mind, that he hadn't thought about it in a while and knew she was a part of this yeah. and had forgot she died. Either yeah. way, you're sunk. Yeah. But, I, I mean, listen to the, the, the feeding frenzy in the White House press briefing room. You actually hear somebody yelling, why did he think he could speak to the dead? Moments of confusion are happening with Why don't you apologize? So it gets chaotic, but you can hear a reporter saying, wow. you know, th- these moments are happening more and more frequently. 
I do wonder, man, since this is one that you cannot explain as a stutter, as as weak as that argument has been, this really is the final push. Joe's out the door after the, after the midterms. I agree. And I still think it'll be before the end of the year. Oh, God. oh yeah. All right. Well, Got to get the Nimrod. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Real quick. This happened in Dallas. It was a TikTok video, so you can decide whether or not you think it's true. But it's this uh, woman named Ronnie. She picked up a guy at his house as an Uber driver, watched his wife and kids see him off. Once he was in the car, said, hey, can you make an extra stop? Turned out he was picking up his mistress to take her on a trip. And so the two of them kept bad-mouthing the wife in the back of the car. So without telling them, the Uber driver, Ronnie, changed her route, backtracked five miles, and went to the guy's house and said, get out. Stops now. Get out of the car. Whoa. And that's Nimrod's in the news.